everybody. It's Valerie and Tim bringing you another side quest. I am ready for this side quest because we don't have to do much on this no, one. No, we don't. <laughs> Producer Sean did all the work this time. Yeah, yeah. Producer Sean has binged Witcher season one. Season one. Um, yeah, I don't know if you guys knew this, but he had not seen The Witcher. He'd watched one or two episodes and that was it. How many episodes had you watched before? I'd watched the pilot and then a few minutes of the second one. I was going to try to keep up with you guys. Uh, and then you just didn't. Just sure did not. <laughs> I think it was episode five or so of season one when I was finally like, all right, I'm just giving up. All right. Well, Sean, general impressions. What do you think? Have general you impressions. Uh, I am a fan. Yay. Uh, it definitely paid off what I was told to expect from it, which was that it has kind of like the feel and appeal of the like Sam Raimi produced like mm -hmm. mid 90s stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, like and Xenon, Hercules, that was, and that was your call on that one. Yeah, Valerie, it's yeah, because because it get, it got marketed as Game of Thrones. It's not really Game of Thrones. No. It's like an R-rated Xena. Like that's more <laughs> the vibe of The Witcher. Yeah, not as you know, kind of intentionally pushing the envelope as like Spartacus was, which mm -hmm. was kind of the next evolution of Sam Raimi doing TV like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it definitely feels of a piece with all of those in a way that is a whole lot of fun. Now, do you feel? Um, your opinion, and we'll get into kind of details, but do you feel like your opinion of the show um, is somewhat shaped by the fact that you listen to Valerie and I talk about it constantly? Kind of. I, as far as like what I was really going into it, remembering from the like, you know, between recording and editing the like 40 plus hours of my life I've spent listening to you guys talk about The Witcher, <laughs> uh, which I don't mean to make sound like it's been unpleasant. It obviously hasn't. And I'm I just... sure it's had its challenges, Sean. <laughs> And not just because of the whiskey, mm -hmm. but, you know, aside from, you know, kind of the big four main characters, everything else was just kind of just as, as far as what I absorbed, like when we're recording and, you know, I'm half listening to you guys because I'm listening for helicopters and mm -hmm. angry, sexy goats. <laughs> uh, and then That's when I, in season two. <laughs> well, that episode will have aired by now. Yeah. I just and, mean it's something for you to look forward to. <laughs> oh, am I ever? <laughs> there, wait, to be clear, there's no angry, sexy goat in the show. There was an angry, sexy goat outside while we were recording. He hasn't seen season show. two. He doesn't know. <laughs> I mean, we would have talked about an angry, sexy goat. Yeah. I feel like there's a little kernel of truth in all of those like weird sayings. Yeah. So. No. But like basically what I was going into it with as far as like what I absorbed from you guys was like a aside from remembering kind of like the, the bigger beats of like the big four character stories. It was mostly just like a jumble of like names and locations yeah. and spells and monsters. And Half all of which that. were mispronounced. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know, like in episode two, I was like, oh, that's Istrid. That's his deal. Uh -huh. you know, oh, Eratuza's where all those ladies do that thing. <laughs> now, where now, all the now, ladies do the thing. That's right. Now, now, admit it. Did you kind of do a little, you know, Beavis and Butthead snicker when you saw the Bone Cave for the first time? <laughs> I definitely all? did, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Bone, bone Cave. cave. <laughs> Especially with the, the weird magical applause audience yeah. watching the bang. That's so weird, right? It's really weird. Don't kink shame Yennefer, Tim. <laughs> but it's weird. Even Istrid thought that was weird. Yeah. Like, you gotta negotiate your kinks ahead of time. I mean, like I think I think the kink was okay. I just think he thought they'd be a little bit more into it. A little more of just, animated. Instead yeah. of just like watching it like they're watching like some scientific demonstration or something. It definitely if they're gonna just sit there with those like dead-eyed facial expressions of somebody was like taking down notes or something, yeah. like 
that would have kind of like fit the whole vibe a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like I I can't blame him. I like it'd be weird to have people watching me when I'm kind of getting it on, but watching me like that. And, I mean, they have parties for that, Tim. I don't know. I think I, I think I'd be like this mic, which keeps you know, just uh, my, Tim, my Tim's mic is having performance issues. Yeah, guys. yeah. It's been a it's been a thing trying to get set up for this recording session. But, but like, enough of that. <laughs> Back to the Witcher. So, Sean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you're not just like, oh, it would have been so funny if you were like, I hated it. I can't believe you guys have been talking about this. What the fuck is this. wrong with yeah. these people? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. Are there any things that specifically like stood out to you, whether it's characters or storyline or? Well, one thing that I thought was interesting is like how the whole multiple timelines unfolded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you knew about them going in. I but, did. Yeah. But what did you think of them? Uh, I thought it was interesting that you know normally. You, I'm used to shows that either they're very much about having their flashback structure and you know that going in, or when they reveal that there's multiple timelines, it's like, oh, we got you. You've spent a whole season thinking these things were happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so it was really like a unique approach that episode three, it's like, oh, it's Calanthe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it is an interesting approach. Like like we said, you knew about it going going in, but like I don't. I guess like objectively, can you take a step back and like in your mind, does it work? I I think as it goes on, it kind of earns what it's doing more and more. Because I would find myself confused, like in the middle of the season, and then like yeah. wondering, does it even matter if I know like where these stories are happening in relation to one another? Mm-hmm. But then you get toward the end of the season, and Tris and Yennefer are talking, and mm-hmm. you know, Tris talks about how she met Geralt back in episode three with the Striga story. And it's like, oh, okay, like this, this is falling into place, and uh, especially with the like the Child of Surprise speech, the way that those play out with uh, with Geralt over the course of the season, I actually feel kind of why they decided to put them where they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, now I'm going to, you know, I think dive in a little bit more with you about like specifics. And it's been a little while since we've both watched and talked about season one. So it's certainly fresher for you than it is for us, although we've seen we've seen it a lot. So I think I I think we can do this. (laughs) This this was definitely a binge. I actually I intended to watch it in two sittings. It wound up being three. It was the first two and then the next four and then the last two. Mm -hmm. So. And if people follow us on Instagram, they know there was alcohol involved in this binge as well. <laughs> so um, we'll see how well you remember. But like the first episode is one that I'm a big fan of. I think Valerie is oh, that too. that fight scene is. Um, yes. Yeah, it has one of the best fight scenes um, and also one of the best battle scenes in in the series. And um, and then also introduces Renfri, who, who sadly dies at the end. Now, if you remember our first episode, um, we both love Renfri. I like I think Renfri is the greatest. I'm pouring one out for Renfri. Free into yes. my mouth. <laughs> yes. Um, what do you think of of that? I, you know, it's you're 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 being you're starting the series by introducing uh, uh, basically a love interest that that is no longer there in the show after that. So. What did you think of that approach? Uh, it was a nice, you know, kind of subverting of expectations right off the bat. Yep, there we are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sean! Sean's at least holding himself to his standards. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so easy, is it, Sean? <laughs> I, I like that they kind of mess with you a little where it's all about Geralt's choice mm-hmm. and then Geralt makes it about Renfri's choice and you think that she's made it and then it turns out that she hasn't and then that just kind of winds up sucking for everybody <laughs> except <Yeah>. for Stregobor. <laughs> but, um, I mean, as far as it's all that worst. stuff went, though, and I don't remember what you guys said about the off the path mm-hmm. uh, because it was forever ago now. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't remember either. <laughs> but uh, just the way that 
it was like all about choices and all that yeah. kind of stuff. It really felt like it was trying to tap into the video game crowd because I know mm-hmm. that's I haven't played it, but I know there's a very big yeah, aspect you of need the to game. Play it. I know I, I still it have to your you. copy. You yeah. <laughs> it is going to be my triumphant return to gaming for nice. the first time it's in like great years game, and years. So. It was mine. It was I hadn't played for like ten years, and it was aside from like a cell phone game. Yeah, and it was great. I highly recommend. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So, so the first episode was a, a good introduction. What do you think of Yaskir? He's introduced in episode I two. I love Yaskir. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yaskir, I would also call my baby. <laughs> my yeah. baby Yaskir. <laughs> yeah. He is a hoot. Just like every second he's on screen, all of his quips, all of yeah. his, every time he's being smart or dumb, it's, <laughs> he's just a lot of fun the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And the way he meets Geralt too, where- just kind of like sees this guy across the bar, yeah, the one person who didn't hurl bread at him, yeah. and is just, uh, what's uh, what's this fella's uh, deal here? <laughs> and then just, you know, sees the opportunity to like be this guy's bard and is really excited by that. And yeah, that's just a really fun way into a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. enjoy it. I enjoy that introduction. It's really fun. Yeah. And then and the same episode introduces Yennefer. Um, when we first meet her, she's still disfigured and doesn't have her magic yet. She's far she's a far character from who Valerie and I have just kind of like, you know, um she's discussed. Very, yeah, like she's at very the very end of season two. Yeah. 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 Um and so certainly from the end of season one as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting because she does definitely have quite a journey from the start of season one to the start of season two. Um, Geralt does as well, but I feel like Yennefer's is even more so. And so it's mm-hmm. weird to talk about her at the beginning of season one when she doesn't yet have magic. What do you think of her and the whole Eratusa storyline? Uh, I liked it. I was a little caught off guard by... Uh, I thought it was interesting that she was being recruited and like the sense I got from her being someone who was like clearly treated like shit her whole mm-hmm. life yeah. and, you know, you know, very othered by everyone around her. I kind of got the sense that part of the recruitment process at Eratusa was it's made me think of, I forget what Stanley Tucci says in the first uh, Captain America movie, but when mm-hmm. he talks about how, you know, if he's going to give more power to somebody who's had power their own life, then, you know, they're... I don't know, more corruptible, whatever it was. But uh, so seeing them bring Yen in as somebody who, you know, has been kind of downtrodden and hasn't had, you know, the kind of power that comes from, you know, being able to present yourself as, you know, somebody who's beautiful, especially in a fantasy context, Mm -hmm. because that's what, you know, most female roles in fantasy are all about. A little preach. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I was just surprised that nobody else really had, uh, was going to go through like a similar transformation. Yeah, that's something weird because we do talk about that in our off the path section that she, sorceresses in general aren't beautiful to start. And it's a thing, it's kind of a transformation that happens and they they pick girls that are quote unquote ugly because they're not going to be married off and they can't be used for political gain in the books. Yeah. Yeah. So they sorceresses do start as like not conventionally beautiful women. And then you see it in the show and you're like, well, she's pretty and she's pretty and she's pretty and she's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Know, and, and other than Yennefer, none of them really do go through that transformation. Yeah. Like, there's like for, one student later in the later episode that's got like an episode birthmark. seven that they're yeah. doing the doing mushrooms with. Or yeah, whatever. yeah. 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 But other than that, like, um, you know, like you're introduced to Fringilla in the same episode. Um, Sabrina, who's not as big of a character, but she does show up, yeah. you know, later on. Um, am I forgetting anyone? No, uh, it's uh, just, and then like she yeah. has a friend, Annika, who's, you know, gets yeah. turned into an eel. Sorry, Annika. Yeah. Um, I guess Fringilla would be the other big character you're introduced to at this point. And you've, now that you've seen all of season one, you certainly know her role in that. And you've heard us talk about her in season two. But 
yeah, she doesn't look any different. You know, maybe yeah. she's a little more dressed up or glammed up, you know, yeah. when you see her later on. But physically, she looks exactly the same. Yeah, in um, episode three, whenever Yen comes in and she's like done the transformation mm-hmm. herself, it's supposed to be like a big deal that, right? Yeah. I mean, that she's yeah, like, you know, she I, I did it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, that she did it herself and it wasn't like part of like the process. Uh, I don't know if they knew that or not. I'm not sure if like the people in the ballroom picked up on that. Oh, but, yeah. okay. I thought she that was went through some shit. Yeah. King of aired. I think he was just, ooh, she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, did you remember? Um, Airden, I think. Arden. 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 Yeah. Arden, yeah. yeah. Um, did you remember, um, Sean? Now, because um, I didn't know this until Valerie pointed it out. And actually, um, a little little behind the scenes stuff. My father, like when yeah, I don't know if he still listens to this podcast, but you know, hi he, Tim's dad. Sorry yeah. for all the hi, swears. <laughs> um, but he he listened to it at the start, and like he didn't pick up on this either. So you you know you kind of shed light on all of us. But the the two meanings of the title for marks. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that she's both um, sold for four marks. And um, she also has four marks on her wrist. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Did you remember that or pick up on that when you? Uh, when I saw them, I remember yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and not even like sitting there counting them. I just, I yeah, saw the yeah, marks and yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, the thing is, I wouldn't have put that two and two together and not for Valerie. I noticed the things, guys. <laughs> Visual person. It's what I do. It's what I make the not so big bucks to do in my real life. Yeah. Well, so um, talking about these, these, um, you know, these are twosins. Um, I got, uh, we got like a text message or an email. I can't remember what it is from you um, showing that. I think you also now have learned to appreciate my girl Tasea and her collars and how no one wears collars better than her. The lady in the high collar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, her high collared queen. Yeah. What do you think of Tasea? Uh, I like Tasea, especially because like we see over the course of the season, not necessarily how her relationship with her students evolves, but just kind of is revealed to the audience mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, kind of her tough love is part of how she thinks is best to teach them for better or worse like especially toward the end when they uh, they're all kind of talking about their different perspectives on whether or not they should take on Nilfgaard mm-hmm. and uh you know certainly in her in the moments when she's you know fighting with uh, with Yen so yeah she's definitely she's definitely pretty harsh pretty cruel to Yen and I'm just saying you know if she wanted to you know be a little cruel to me I, I don't think I'd mind it too much <laughs> In those high collars, you know. And you wanted to make it clear what a bad boy you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She can neg you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, if we're if we're talking about Yen's kinks, like you know, right? <laughs> you you know, you we could we could get into it to say. I'm just saying those high collars. I'm Tim just, has a thing for to say. Yeah. Everybody, gotta, gotta earn that applause though, buddy. Yeah, gotta earn that applause. <laughs> um, no, no. But all serious, I I I, I love to say uh, she's like. You know, obviously, everyone knows who listens to this knows I'm a fan. Um, so I'm glad, you know, I was glad to see that you were too. That's one thing that's fascinating about the show is um, how you, if you do watch it again, how you gain other things. Because mm-hmm. I watched it the first few times and I thought to say it was fine. I had no, I, I like, I, I didn't dislike her, um, but I thought she was fine. It was really watching the show um, a second time and even a third time prepping for our recording sessions that it was over those 
those later times that I think I developed this sort of crush on to say I have and this appreciation of just how amazing of an actor Mayana Burring is and and just how cool the character is. And that's like to to crib from our normal or our regular episodes. That's all off the path. Yeah, that's like, completely new stuff from the, yeah. the show added because she's kind of there in the background in yeah. the books, but she doesn't really, like, aside from being, she's very fastidious about her appearance. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. The seeds are there. Like a lot. Yeah. yeah. Like we know she's at Eratusa. We know, like, um, but that's about that's about it. You know, we don't like all the stuff you see in season one with her and Yennefer. I mean, Yennefer's whole story is off the path. And maybe like you get little mentions here and there. You got me- a mention that the fact that she's a hunchback in the book and um, and other things like that. But all that is is a creation of the show. So so the second episode in particular, it's based on a, a short story from um, from The Last Wish, um, The Edge of the World, End of the World. It's the. Uh, I can't oh, remember. I think it's the edge of the world. Edge of the world. It's one of those two. And um it, you but don't that's come only... here for facts, guys. Yeah. You come here for drunken banter. <laughs> but... Side note, two glasses in. <laughs> <laughs> and this isn't even a normal episode, guys. <laughs> um but um but yeah, the, it's only the Geralt stories that are adapted. So all the all the Yen and Tesea stuff, that's all that's all new. So, um, but yeah, moving along, what, what are, what's our next episode? Oh, you well, know what? Well, I was just going to say, instead of going episode by episode, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Are there any standout characters to you? Are there any characters that you really loved or really hated or anybody that you really vibed with? Yeah. As a bummer seeing a mouse sack go down like that. <laughs> I really, really dug mouse sack. And not yeah. just because he looks kind of like Oscar Isaac, who's like one of my favorite people doing things yeah. right now. But he yeah, cool. mouse sack yeah. was great. Adam Levy is the yeah. actor. The only one that ages in the show for reasons. I don't know. <laughs> yeah about that and trying to keep timelines straight yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh yeah scares crow's feet that aren't actually there mm-hmm. yeah um but uh, yeah you look like you're 32 the whole way through hmm, interesting <laughs> is um Mausak is 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 a great character. He has the worst name of anyone in the show, <laughs> but um, but yeah, Adam Levy is so good, and he, he just has like a warmth to mm-hmm. him that is really really sort of welcome. And um, it's um, it it like you notice it again in the one episode you get him in in season two, yeah. where it's just like he's there and you're kind of happy Aww, that he's back, Mausak. even even though you know it's not really him. Yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt the flow. I just was curious if there were. Well, yeah. I want to. I want to. I don't. I'm not saying we necessarily have to talk about every episode, but I want to get to one of the next ones, which is the um, the Striga episode. Yeah, that one's cool because the Striga episode is not only is it um, based on the very very first Witcher story that was released. Um, it also has our first real monster fight. I mean, you got that little one at the beginning of episode one, just kind of the set the, yeah. yeah it's the, the first monster fight that's like actually part of the plot. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's funny because in season one, that's, that's about it. And then and you get to season two and there's tons of monster fights. So, um, so that was something that, that surprised it. me how little monster fights, how few yeah. monster fights there were. Well, in, they, uh, they definitely the make up for it in season two. <laughs> um, but, um, but I do like the Striga fight quite a bit. I think that, the, you know, we talked about it in our, our episode devoted to that one where, you know, the design of, um, of the monster is, is pretty fabulous, but that also introduces Triss. Um, and I'm curious what you think of, of Triss, you only get a little bit of her in season one, but she's, you know, you've heard us talk about her a lot. She's a huge part of the game when you get to it. And um, yeah, what do you think of her as a character? 
Uh, it feels like they're supposed, or not that they're supposed to be more of her, but there is a lot more of her in like the games and mm-hmm. the uh, and the books. Yeah. Um, partly just because when you first meet her, and uh, it feels like that she and Geralt are going to have like a lot more time together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she doesn't pop up until what the seventh episode again? Yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. The battle. Yeah. Is it the seventh? Was she there? Seven and eight. Is I she yeah. There yeah. Yeah. She's there right. yeah. She's there in eight. Yeah. She's there in eight. Um. Yeah, so that kind of surprised me. Uh, and if I remember correctly from you guys talking about the game, she's like an option for Geralt to pursue romantically, mm-hmm. one of she's, your many choices. She's one of the two big ones. Like, there are characters, all women, who you could, you know. Sadly. You have, <laughs> yeah. All women. Well, no I mean, men. it is. But you're, there, are, there are characters who you can have flings with, you can have sex with, you know, like little one-offs with. I had sex but, with every mm. single character I could with the exception of Trisk. I was team <laughs> yeah. Well, but the reason why that's true for Valerie is because um, there are only I know two, why that's true. There are only two big romance options. <laughs> if she had tried to romance both Triss, well, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should <laughs> Sean hasn't played it yet. Let Sean make his own me. mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, um, but Yennefer, you basically have two big romance options, Jennifer and Triss. And Valerie and I romance the opposites. Mm-hmm. So I did Triss. She was um, Yennefer. Team and, Yennefer, yeah. Yeah. And um, and so that's why. But like, I think the Triss of the games is a very different character than the Triss of the show. And um, be interesting for us to discuss discuss this with you more when you get to season two. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, she, when you play the game. Yeah. Was she there? Uh, was she at Eretuza when Yennefer no, first so shows up? No, she's younger. In the book, okay. she's canonically younger than Yennefer. But I almost she's wonder, actually pretty young. I almost wonder why they didn't. Like, like that's true in the books. But yeah. since clearly they're fudging things a bit and right. doing their own thing a little bit. I do almost wonder why they didn't have her at the school then. I think it might have been weird to introduce her into the Striga episode and then also have her in flashbacks because they hadn't like revealed the timelines necessarily. Maybe that's it. Maybe they didn't want to tip their hand. Yeah. Yeah, but the Striga episode was the episode that I cottoned onto the timelines because you had Foltest and his sister, and then there are like little kids. You're so so much better than the rest of us. So yeah, I didn't think when uh, she came back in episode seven that uh, they had been at Eretuza together before, but it made me like stop and wonder and just kind of, you know, think about like, oh, so like where in the intervening years have they had story? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to see some of that in flashback later that's, on? That's that's the, the other side of the coin because it's like maybe they didn't want to tip the the timeline, um, their timeline hand too, um, too early, but I do feel like that would have given her some grounding because it's, you know, you, you know, that Tris and Yennefer are friends. I mean, I think they're supposed to be very good friends, if not like kind of close, you know, best friends. Because Tris says like, I've been looking for you for years when they yeah. see each other again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and so, does, she, does she say that she was looking for her at Nilfgaard? Cause that's where she was supposed to go. Possibly. I, don't I can't remember. remember. I think she said something like yeah. that. Yeah. It would make sense. But, um, but yeah, you know, she's not a, a, a sorceress that you meet in those early episodes where you're at Eratusa, she's not there. And so while I I get what Valerie's saying about the t- timeline, I do feel narratively maybe it would have made a little more sense to have her there. Um, certainly would have, you could have established that her and Yen are close by doing that. And it would have, I think, also kind of reiterated to people who don't know the franchise that, hey, this is kind of an important character. It's a good, a big supporting character. Yeah. So pay attention to this one, you know, like, cause you're, you're going to want to, you're going to want to know her. Um, well, I'm glad to hear there's going to be more of her in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there definitely is. Now, what do you think, um, jump in a little bit ahead now to, of the whole, um, 
child surprise, you know, where, where Siri comes into the, the story. Obviously, Siri's there from the beginning. You get her story. Her story is the weakest part of season one. I mean, I feel that way. I think Valerie yeah. does. Do you agree, Sean? That uh, Yeah. Like, when I, uh, the time that she spends in Broccolon Forest yeah. was just kind of a bore. Yeah. That was the worst. Yeah. yeah. That's probably some of my least favorite Sorry, stuff. Sorry, Dryads. Yeah. In season one. Do I remember um, correctly that Dara is an invention of the show? Yes, yes. Dara is an invention of the show. Yeah. I can definitely and, and, see why they did that. Oh, yeah, So yeah, that yeah. she has something to play off of while yeah. she's there. And uh, I can see, too, actually... You guys can tell me perhaps when she's with fake Mausak in the books, since Dara isn't there, how does she figure it out? There is no fake Mausak in the books. You don't see any of her. You just know, basically all you know is that she went through some shit and she has a bad dream about the guy in the winged helmet, a.k.a. Kahir. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Like yeah. you don't know like what she went through yep. when she yeah. was on her own. Oh, Yennefer, okay. Yennefer's story and Siri's story in season one is largely—I'm not going to say entirely, but largely all off the path. All creations of the show. Um, it's it's Geralt's stories that are the ones that are drawn from the books. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so um, I think they did a good job with Yennefer's story and kind of giving creating a narrative for her. I, you've heard my. I'm not going to you know rehash them. You've heard my my complaints about the whole baby thing. And how it just <laughs> seems like that's like all she cares about. Um, but Siri's story, they just um, they didn't know what to do with her. I think. See, I think, uh, like I was saying before, I think the like the child of surprise beats are the ones that are kind of like most effectively doled out in the multiple timeline thing. Mm-hmm. As Siri and Geralt are kind of like in their stages of trying to find one another mm-hmm. in the present, kind of seeing how uh, that came to be in the past uh, was interesting up until the second half of episode seven. Mm. I really like the first half of episode seven with all that. And I hate the second half because like I already had to watch Calanthe be a moron once (laughs) and like watching them just like triple down on that for like another episode. And like, I feel like there's a way to have it be kind of like a really effective near miss where you're like, Oh man, that like Geralt is right there. But the fact that it was just so accidentally engineered by Calanthe and, uh, iced. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, I just just hate you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Episode seven does tread a lot of the same ground as episode one, Mm -hmm. um, which was something I wasn't really, I didn't, I, I don't think I was really cognizant of that until we discussed it. And I'm like, oh my God, a lot of this is the same stuff in episode one. We're seeing maybe different angles, but yeah. you know, well, yeah, a lot of our same criticisms we had of, of, of Calanthe in episode one was still there or there again in episode seven. Like, I think, I think I, if memory serves for our care morons, you picked Calanthe in episode one and I picked her in episode seven because I didn't get <laughs> episode one. But it's like, yeah, she's clearly... Oh, Calanthe. Well, I pick her in both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, it just, I, I hate how episode seven, un, or, you know, the second half of episode seven again, because I, I actually dig Geralt showing up there and trying to get her and then being like, well, fuck you. And Calanthe like <laughs> trying to get out of it. Yeah. Um, you know, to her peril. And that also as like kind of further explaining how the law of surprise works. Yeah. Because it's you don't really get it from the uh, the party where Yaskier's gonna die. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, just when you first hear her say in episode one, like find Geralt of Rivia, just it feels like it's setting up something like so cool and epic and this journey for them to like come together. And it like kind of is, but also when she says it, he's like, over there. <laughs> it's like, come on. Uh, you know, what you just said reminded me of something we totally skipped, like, you know, um, some some key 
some key beats, which is uh, you were texting us about the orgy scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what podcast you're getting into, guys. If it could be so called. <laughs> it's there's a, there's a lot of naked people, but they don't really look like Seem they're to having be doing much. sex. Yeah. There's like it, some petting, maybe, yeah, but not even heavy yeah, petting, just yeah. like mediocre kind of, petting. Kind of a lot Co of just writing. writing. Yeah. 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 Except, except for like the one like lady getting like wheelbarrowed into the guy's face. <laughs> like that, just, that's like the one like actual sex act that they decided to depict, and the rest of it is just people going. Yeah, it's kind of, it was like a screensaver. Yeah. I, was, I, was, yeah, I was thinking kind of like a Lady Gaga or Cardi B video yeah. music video, but like <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, they just happen to be a little bit more naked. But yeah. uh, but not all of them. None of the dudes, of course. No, like no. there's some not not even that many breasts from what I remember. Yeah. 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 Um, it was a pretty shallow depth of field. So yeah. Like, yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that was in focus anyway. Right. I think, I think what it was all about was just kind of, and again, I, I, I'm kind of getting to the music video thing, uh, uh, you know, comparison again, because it was kind of all about setting that sexy scene yeah. for Jennifer to look fucking, you know, yeah. dynamite, like uh, like amazing, you know, in that dress of hers. Yeah, and the mask, and yeah. the red lipstick. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a look for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, I think that's really what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> but poor Yaskir with his... <laughs> Inability to appreciate any of it. Just, uh, I just want to get so bad. I mean, uh, Daryl just couldn't give less of a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what do you think of the whole Geralt and Yennefer romance? Since that's where it starts. It's an interesting way to kick that off. Like, you know, people who are, you know, very different kinds of powerful, like meeting in a moment where they're both kind of, you know, being different kinds of powerful. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, him just, you know, presenting himself as a witcher, like we know he's a hard ass and, you know, just walking in with his buddy slung over his yeah. shoulder yeah. and uh, Yennefer, you know, conducting an orgy. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, them just kind of, uh, kind of, you know, I don't necessarily butting heads, but trying to like sizing each other up as these like figures of very different kinds of power uh, and then like, finding the attraction in that. And uh, I mean, I think it pays off best once they reunite in the dragon episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like that episode tried to cram kind of another episode's worth of story to, to break Geralt up with Yennefer and oh, I mean, the and flashback Yasker. of their episode, their, their, their relationship for five seconds didn't do it for you in yeah. terms of building story and characterization. <laughs> Especially when, like, I'm just so, oh, wait, now. So that's episode five, right? Oh, I don't know, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Which one are we talking about? The, the dragon episode. Sorry, the dragon episode. No, that's episode six, I think. It is six? Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, yeah. Uh, especially since uh, I feel so let down by like half of the story that's occurring in episode seven with Geralt. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they didn't like take that time to give Geralt a real Geralt a real reason to like you know tell Yaskier to fuck off and yeah. uh for he and Jen uh, yeah, pff, there we go <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's episode six rare species okay yeah. episode six yeah um yeah and give you know he and Yen time to like really reignite some conflict after right. like they come together in such a meaningful way in the TARDIS tent <laughs> oh yeah um no i i obviously you've heard us um pick apart that episode and you know we certainly have plenty of of, of complaints about that one um but like how do you think the the season finishes because i think like um 
you know, I think that final episode is a really- I, I want to ask what you think about Yennefer, like, burninating the peasants. That was awesome. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, there was a lot of stuff that I think coalesced nicely. Um, I should tell our listeners, Aunt Valerie is uh, referencing one of the ancient memes, kids. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Sean, continue. Dragon! And their thatched roof cottages, yes. Um <laughs> I think a lot of things coalesced really nicely uh, in the Eretuza side mm-hmm. of episode seven and like all of episode eight. What's, uh, what castle are they defending there? Sodden. Sodden. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the Eretuza yeah. and Sodden stuff in episode seven and eight because, you know, Geralt's just, you know, tripping on a wagon. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, hey, I appreciate it, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, seeing Kair's motivation uh, to find Siri kind of coupled with, we get at least, you know, some lip service to the idea yeah. that, you know, of course, all bad guys think that they're the good guys, right. but they're talking about, you know, we, we finally get some voice to that with uh, Frangilla talking about that, which I think is a bit of a weird choice because unless I'm just forgetting it, um, I think pretty much all we hear from Kair is that he's trying to find Siri, right? Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, we've already seen him and Dolphgaard right. like laying waste to Sintra. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that it took that long and it didn't come and it wound up coming from the mage who is, you know, awesome, but also like kind of for hire. Because mm-hmm. oh. like, you know, Yennefer at... Uh, Arden? Arden, thank you. Like, Got a name, guys. <laughs> Got a name. <laughs> Mages just kind of seem like blackies to mm-hmm. the, like the royalty of the mm-hmm. kingdoms that they're sent to yeah and the fact that frangilla winds up being kind of like the strongest representation of nilfgaard's like ideology mm-hmm. and wanting to conquer the entirety of the continent felt like a little weird and that like maybe there's more we're gonna have to learn about that and mm. you know her motivations and what uh, she might be up to there because like she and Kair don't really seem to give a shit about each <laughs> other either like when they're in battle together yeah. so they're both just kind of there and yeah, it would not be surprising to hear that they are at cross purposes. What did you think about the brain worms? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, those were gross. <laughs> uh, I was already enjoying in in episode eight. Uh, there's some that's one of the like more kind of like beautifully cinematic episodes. Even before, and actually, I would say even more before they get into the battle. Uh, just like you know when. Just little moments like when, you know, Siri is hugging that lady who's just mm-hmm. so enthused about helping Zola, her. I think. Zola, yeah. yeah. She's very and, enthusiastic, Sean. <laughs> yeah. And the like the reveal of all the bodies mm-hmm. that of uh Siri's former playmate that yeah. she's like fucked up defending herself. Uh like that was all just like cool horror beats. Yeah. <laughs> and just some of those shots on the beach as they're landing to uh to come and and defend Sodden mm-hmm. are just just really, really gorgeously shot. Yeah. And you know, unsurprisingly, I'm guessing for budget reasons and just making your days, it gets a little more workmanlike when, like, the, uh, you know, the sword starts swinging and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Except in great moments, like yeah. when, uh, who's the who's the sorceress who uh, hands the explosives to the kids? Oh, um, Sabrina. Sabrina, yeah. 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 Uh, like, when you see her get taken over. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, they start, you know, messing with the focus and you see yeah. the same thing happen to the kids. And, yeah, that was, you know, that was a moment that was really well done. Yeah. yeah, there was some that that epi- the beginning of that episode like really made me want like Sam Raimi to direct an episode of this. And that <laughs> I, was I another moment that yeah. uh, that like it, really ignited that in me. It does have a little um, army of dark darkness yeah. <laughs> feel to it every now and then. <laughs> um, I actually want to back up a bit and ask you because I realized we hadn't talked about him um, about Kair or Kair. Sorry, now you got me 
You got me saying his name is pronounce it however you feel. No, <laughs> I, think, I think heart, I need a drink Tim. on that one. Oh. It's Kahir on the show, Let but like it can be whatever you want it to be, yeah, Tim. Yeah, people I, I've don't heard... come here for accuracy; they That's come true. here for banter and drunken. I walls. have heard other people, other fans, pronounce it Kahir, so I'm not the only one who does that. Well, but... yeah, like you said, it's pronounced any number of ways, and if yeah. you listen to audiobooks, it's different. If you yeah. read it in your head, it's different. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, going back to ask Sean a bit about Kahir, you know a lot about him. Um, like a lot happens with him in season two and you know about that from listening to Valerie and I talk about that. Does that cloud how you see him as a character in season one at all? Or is that, um, or is it like Charlie Brown's teacher and you just don't even know what we're talking about for Kair in season two. Yeah. That's definitely the case. Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh, I remember his name studios. coming up a whole lot. And I think it was like the second episode that he even appeared in that. I was like, Oh yeah, that's Kair. They've been, they've, I, I've heard that. name. Yeah. Cause <laughs> you don't get his name in season one for a while. Like yeah. he's just this nameless, you it's know, the black Knight. black Knight, yeah. yeah. But he is an important character. He's like one of the big characters in the, in the book. And again, you know, we're getting, um, a lot more of his story in, um, in the show than you get in the books. Mm -hmm. um, he kind of, he kind of joins like much later on and what I'm assuming maybe will be season three or four of the series. Mm -hmm. And, um, and all the stuff we've gotten up until this point in both season one and season two for him is kind of, you know, largely a product of the show. Well, I've... so they kind of reverse engineered, this yes. scary yeah. black knight figure to yes. be the thing that's changing. And she scary. she does talk about yes. like she has nightmares yeah. about him in the books and stuff. Yeah, about the black like the knight seeds the are in the helmet. books. Yeah, yeah. So so they built off of that for this sort of story. But um, so you said whatever he's going to be up to in season three oh, is yeah. like what actually comes from the books and such, right? Season two is also kind of mostly made up for the show. Yeah, yes. yes. season that's two is one hundred percent made up for the show. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, that's 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 it. Um, is basically, I think where we are in season three, or what we're going to get in season three, will be kind of maybe the start of what you get concerning Kahir in the books. But I feel like the bulk of it, the bulk of what people who know him from the books are, are like know and are probably excited about. I mean, it's kind of like more later in the story. So we're talking deep in the Witcher's run, presume, presuming it's able to tell the whole story. So, yeah, yeah, that's the interesting thing about Kahir is like they've made him a big character about or in the show from the very beginning. But he's really not in the books until later. Like like Valerie, have you even gotten to where he's a character in the books? Yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm -hmm. have? Yeah. You have? Or where are you? How far? Quick, quick tangent, um, but how far are you in book tangent. three? I'm at the point, oh, I, I had to put it on pause because, like, life got crazy. But, but I'm at the point where, like, he was in, <laughs> what's in the box? That's what I'll say. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. where I'm at. Okay. All right. But I, I, I can't remember. Are you, would you say maybe about halfway through I would say I'm a third of the way a through. A third of the way? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I had so to you're, stop for a you're bit. You're getting to, like, from that, yeah, yeah. From there on, he's a big part of the story. Yeah. So The um, chapters are so long. I can't even tell you which. I think I'm yeah. on, like, chapter three because the chapters are, like, 50 pages a chapter. They're very long. Yeah. So you're, but, okay. So, but to, to break it down a bit, you're in book three of these this main five book series and you're about a third of the way through it and so it's like yeah he doesn't really become a big character he's until in the previous book he's in there yeah. but like like maybe one scene and he's yeah. not really he's not memorable to be frank i can't like I, oh i do but i, can't I also know him from watching the show, show so, yeah. yeah but like he really you know he's in like like consistently in the book 
really like, it sounds like maybe from the second half of book three onward. Mm. So it's like really the second half of the series where he becomes a major character. So um, so it, adding him from the beginning was probably a very good choice by the show, but it has required them to create a lot of story for him. Yeah. And I think largely they've been successful. Well, I have a random question for Sean. Mm -hmm. I was going to limit it to Yennefer, but I think I'm opening it to everyone. Sean, favorite outfit of season one. <laughs> Oh my! Is Who has the best I mean, fashion? It's <laughs> almost certainly going to be Yennefer. Yeah. Uh, is it the orgy dress? Is it the rope dress? The rope dress, like, uh, not my pick. I would. Okay. I'm going to say my my pick is that like furry number she's wearing. Oh, the dragon, in the dragon hunt episode. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. Interesting, I, interesting yeah, choice. I really like that one. I I think I like the orgy dress is my favorite her yeah, dresses and I really mine. like Yaskier's red outfit in the Dragon Hunt episode like I'm a big fan of that leathery because it's kind yeah, of like dragony yeah it's like a <laughs> dragony look I so. kind of like I know you're not a fan of it I kind of I'm not saying this is my yeah. favorite outfit of season one but I do I'm gonna throw it out there in this discussion Geralt's outfit in the the flat the you know the party the siri episode oh the, the banquet the yeah pavetta banquet, banquet yeah. yeah his shirt that's like sewn on him that he clearly hates so much <laughs> oh yeah well the thing <laughs> that's looks great good. about he it the so thing well. that's really cool I mean, about great, it looks great but he clearly and hates you can't it. you don't notice it on the screen so much but if you look at the the doublet there are flowers on the doublet yeah. so it's like is this one of yaskier's outfits that he loaned <laughs> to girl is this something he had custom just for this very special occasion that he would get to dress his friend up i don't know but yeah he's got like little i don't know if they're buttercups necessarily but he's got like little flowers all i'm sure over there the are fanfics that would answer that oh there totally are i'm guessing 100%. he stole it out of uh whatever dude he was cucking's closet on the way right? out the door well because you notice girl doesn't have it buttoned which i i choose to believe means it's too small and he can't actually button yeah. it so so, yeah. I meant yes, you're not Geralt. Yes, I, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, Sean, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you want to bring up or any like impressions or? Yeah, I'll just like a random stuff bonus speed round. All right, go for it. <laughs> uh, so just I go, guess going back to the, uh, it's like one little instance that I thought like worked really well with the timeline stuff was in episode two where uh, Siri is with the family that is uh, like hates elves yes, and talks yes. about how elven spies were partially responsible for Sintra's downfall. Yeah, yeah. And then jumping over to Geralt with the elves talking about how Sintra like went and like you know fucked up their whole program. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. see what you're doing there. And that's fun stuff you notice on the rewatch too. Like if you're watching it for the second or third time, you pick up on all these little details where you're like, oh, neat. Cool. Yeah. A uh, fun discovery of like a thing that I remembered once I saw it happen was the uh, the dick with balls. <laughs> what is your interpretation of the dick that? with Are you pro dick with balls or anti dick with balls? <laughs> what do you think, Sean? I have three different answers. Um, <laughs> I want to know his opinion of the bone cave if we're going to go into this sort of, of stuff. bone cave. <laughs> I, I like the dick with balls line just because. Geralt seems really happy with himself so for coming proud up of with it, like after he says it. Yeah. So like, yeah, if just you know him him being the dad joker that he is, yeah. like you know, where he was just you know right after he says he's just like nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you all right? So so we're asking weird questions like that. I'm gonna ask like Sean, are you pro 
you know, fucking in the bone cave, <laughs> in the bone cave, or are you like, oh, why not? Like, like among all the corpses and rotting, you know, people and elves, no, they're all bones. They've already bones. rotted they, too. They, they're, they're still rot. They, they are rotted. There has been rot that has happened around there. <laughs> Past tense. Yeah, but you see that and you're like, yeah. Babe, let's uh, get this Tim, on. You, let's get. Let's you, do it. Let's you do clearly it. weren't a goth kid in the nineties, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I am as. But it's one thing if it's an image. It's another thing if there is literally corpses around you. You know. Uh, uh, well, I think you know if you're going to be boning in the bone cave, it's going to be with like somebody magical. So you know, like she snaps her fingers. Suddenly, it smells like lavender. Lilac <laughs> well, and, and gooseberries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. And then I'm getting applause after. So I mean, that, that's also applause. Yeah. I can honestly say that has never happened to me. So, you know, that would be a nice first. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Well, fair enough. I'm, I'm clearly in the minority. Uh, you know, I'm, I like the bone cave. I just think that's New a pole. step too far. Would you bone in a bone cave? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anything else in season one or have we have we talked this one through? Um, you know, just as far as looking at characters and their arcs, I, I kind of like, you know, all the, the talk that, occurs in the pilot about uh you know kind of Geralt's perspective on himself like as something that goes around killing things and how mm-hmm. like he doesn't see the choosing the lesser of evils as a real choice and how he says to Renfri that you know if he you know killed the people who called him a monster then he would be proving them right and uh you know kind of cycling back to that at the very beginning of the of the season finale when he's talking to the farmer and he just says that, you know, in referring to like all the violence and all the bullshit that's going on, I just like, I'm, I'm not better than that. Yeah. Hmm. And how, you know, there's only so far he can come and, you know, finding a sense of purpose and, you know, rising above the fact that he is just like a, not just, but he's primarily like a force of violence who just has to decide what to do with that. Mm. Yeah. 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 Very astute observation, Sean. <laughs> yeah. Sean, you should have, it's a shame you hadn't been up, you know, on the episodes when we were talking about it. We could have thrown these out. And... Could have classed the joint up yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's not just a, a well, whiskey expert. I know. I have one one final very important question for you, Sean. Ships. Who do you ship? Man, you who know... who belongs with who? I. It's tough. Because just kind of like looking at what's like in front of me mm-hmm. at like what's on the screen, it, it, it's tough to say no to Geralt and Yen like when they're in the TARDIS tent mm-hmm. and, you know, they're kind of both they're realizing. Sweet. They're both very sweet and they're both kind of like reciting to each other how they're like each of their trauma has mm-hmm. like made them like the puzzle piece that fits into the other. Um, Another astute observation for producer Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, God damn it, Valerie, I so want to be shipping him and Geralt. Uh, <laughs> Yaskir. I so want to be shipping him and Yaskir. Yeah. But like, oh man, it just he's just such a dick to Yaskir. I know he is. Well, I will say the shipping of him and Yaskir is 100% an invention of fan fiction. Like it's, there's a little bit in this show, but not really. And people just took it and ran with it. And God bless, because I've read, I spent an entire global pandemic reading a lot of <laughs> sexy fan fiction. God bless all of you that have written a sexy fan fiction. But uh, yeah, it's, I definitely understand where you're coming from, where it's not there as much in the show. I will say as someone who is, who has now been through two seasons of this podcast with you, Valerie, um, and this constantly, obviously, being something that gets brought up a lot. Um, shipping 
Witcher characters, for some reason, for me, seemed a lot easier with season two than season yeah. one. Like, I, I definitely, obviously, you know, um, you've listened to our recent episodes, you know, like, yeah, I found like ships I that I was. I have a theory. I have a theory as to why that is. I mean, well, I'm curious to hear it because my theory yeah. is just that's just the nature of how it was written. But do you think there was. Well, the timeline. The fact that it's a consecutive timeline and you get to see the characters actually moving from point A to point B, whereas okay. in season one, you're just kind of dropped in in random points in their lives. So you're told that they've been together, like Geralt and Yen have been together for X number of years on and off, but you don't actually as an audience member get to see it. Or you're told Geralt and Yaskier have been friends for 20 years, but you don't actually get to see that yeah. friendship develop. Whereas in season two, they've gotten rid of the nonlinear timeline. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the nonlinear timeline. But you get to see like relationships develop and grow and you're actually experiencing it in real time as an audience member as opposed to just being dropped in. And you say Sean is the only one who can be astute. <laughs> I should mention um, both Sean and Valerie have had a lot more whiskey than I have glug, at this glug, point. Glug, baby. <laughs> and they're the ones making the good points. Cheers. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, absolutely. That makes a lot of sense to me, honestly. Yeah. Um, so, so clearly that is. So I think to get it back to Sean and the question of shipping, give it a season. Yeah. <laughs> we'll team see. right now, team Geralt, Yennefer. Uh, again, yeah, as far as like yeah. what's in Because, yeah, it's like, it's a bummer seeing like, you know, Yaskir, who clearly fucks, <laughs> be like so want to kind of develop his relationship with Geralt. Yeah. Like, it clearly means more to him than just, like, being a baller bard to be able to, like, spread the word of the White Wolf and all that. And, yeah, yeah Geralt just, you know, it's it's nice that he shows up to the party for him to make sure that he doesn't die. But, <laughs> um, you know, it just, yeah, it's just, it's, I... I wish it was there because, like, honestly, I want to ship everyone with Yaskir. <laughs> I mean, it is the only right and proper way. I yeah, mean, I feel like he, Yaskir, you know, would totally, you know, sleep with everyone on the show. He, yeah, and I, and I, I hope he, he does. He's a definition of pansexual. By the way, I don't know if we have, like, enough listeners to buy merch, but I want a shirt that says Yaskir, who clearly fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that and Yennefer's gonna Yennefer. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we said we want Yennefer's gonna Yennefer yeah. on the shirt as well. Maybe so, someday, guys. So guys, if you're out there and you actually would be into buying merch, like, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> right now, we're assuming no one would, yeah. so... Um, Except for maybe the three of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we... we, we <laughs> Just yeah. an iron and, like, a t-shirt press. Um, but, I mean, if we're wrong, and those of you, there actually are people out there, let us know. <laughs> Well, Sean, I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad you actually liked it. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad I liked it. And I thank you guys for giving me the motivation to do so. Well, season two? Season coming two. Up, coming yeah, up, let's season do two. It. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's it for tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the side quest. Thank you, producer Sean. Yeah. Thank for... you, Sean, for marathoning it drunkenly, which <laughs> is the only right and proper way. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. And we will do this for season two um, sometime, hopefully soon. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. We'll... No, we definitely will. We definitely will. Now, I will see you again on the path. Oh, well done, Sean. Bravo. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Whiskey with Witcher is a malcontent media production by Tim Beadle and Valerie Petrarca. Our producer is Sean Farina. For updates, pics, and behind-the-scenes shenanigans, follow us on Twitter at WhiskeyWitcher and on Instagram at WhiskeyWithWitcher. Want to express your undying love for Roach or recommend a good whiskey? Email us at WhiskeyWithWitcher at malcontent.media. Who knows? We might even get drunk enough to read your email in a future podcast. 
If you like what you've heard, toss us a proverbial coin by rating and reviewing this show on Apple Podcasts and subscribing wherever podcasts are downloaded. Cheers. Yeah, the one funny thing, though, is that, like, since there is so, like, it's the the theme song is just kind of, like, you know, weird moaning instruments. <laughs> I keep, like, my brain... Yeah, like my brain keeps telling me to wait for our show's theme song to come up, and of course it never does, like even if only in a tavern or something, because that's like obviously the setting for it, and uh, yeah, I had to kind of, had to kind of work through that. You can always, you can always like queue up our our podcast right after you're done, you know, if that'll help, like (laughs) queue up that song. I did consider listen, like re-listening to old episodes before uh, before yeah. we did this, but I was like, no, 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 this 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 should be just be my your own interpretation. Yeah, my three yeah. You don't want to listen to old episodes. No. We weren't very good in those old episodes. The first like two. I mean, we had some good moments, yeah. but the first like one or two, we were still figuring things out. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, so probably better that you didn't. <laughs> well, that's how television goes. Yeah. Podcast. So. <laughs>